0: Ladies, has the pandemic affected how you exercise? How about a new clothing brand launched with a mission to empower women? A brand called Savvy, that's S-A-V-V-I. Savvy's premium quality clothing helps you move confidently through the day from the gym to work to an evening out. And it doesn't matter what size you are. Savvy's goal is for women to look and feel good. Michelle Blend is a brand partner, and she has a $25 coupon for new customers. To find out more, text Michelle at 917-892-7053. Not just veterans, but also
1: civilian um, women do this too. We just kind of, um, again, we have these like mental roadblocks against seeing ourselves sometimes as managers and sort of using that vocabulary saying, you know, yes, I've managed a project because maybe that wasn't a part of their specific job description when they took the job, but it ended up being
0: what they did. did, right? Hi, I'm Sylvia Beckerman. Join me today as I talk to an extraordinary woman who is changing the world by making a difference in her life and the lives of those around her. Hi,
1: I am Jennifer jellif and I own and operate Evergrowth Coach LLC, which is a career services uh, organization. And welcome
0: to Sylvia and Me. Jennifer, it's so great to have you here. Um, you're also a fellow podcaster. Your podcast is called Go Find Out Podcast, right, which yeah. I, I listen to is, is great. Um, and so I wanted to have you on. And talk about some of the other things that you do. Yeah. As you said, uh, you're a career coach, you're an author. Uh, A couple of books that you've written are, I love it, Cut the Bullshit, Land the Job. (laughs) And I believe your latest one is Should You Work from Home? Yes. Uh, Before we go into the guts of some of that, especially with the pandemic, I'd like to go into your background. Um, I know that uh, you... Call yourself you were a military brat i am um, yeah. and and a military spouse mm-hmm. so uh i understand that one of the things that you've always wanted to do was work with with veterans can mm-hmm. you tell us how that started yeah absolutely so like you said a military
1: brat which just means my dad was in the military and we grew up moving around with him always stateside you though. mean we you never... weren't a brat I wasn't too much of a rat. I'm sure I was. If you ask my parents, they would probably say yes. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then um, went to school. I actually went to um, school and got my master's degree in um, therapeutic counseling, so community counseling. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a little while. And then I realized I really wanted to go back to working with veterans. Um, ended up moving to uh, Tennessee, Clarksville, Tennessee. It's right on the Kentucky border. So I worked actually at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Um, so it's a military, a uh, U.S. Army and Installation, actually. And I ended up working there and work with soldiers who are transitioning out of the military, helping them to write their resumes, it, prepare for interviews, just really help them job search online. That's got to be
0: so hard for them, yes. that, that transition. Huge, huge
1: change, right? Especially for those who were retiring, who'd been in for twenty years. The you know job market's totally different than it was twenty years mm. ago. It's totally different than it was ten years ago, right? So that was um, definitely a challenge for them, and it was really great to work uh, with the veterans there. And then um, I did that for about three years, and I then had the opportunity to work for Wounded Warrior Project, which is a nonprofit organization. Um, again, working with veterans, also working with their caregivers, which sometimes was a spouse, but it could also be a parent or a sibling. Um, and so I got to assist them in pretty much the same way, um, helping them to uh, find and uh, find positions, apply for positions, you know, update their resume. Uh, prepare for the interview, um, salary negotiation, which is always fun. Um, so I got to do that as well for about another three years. Apparently there's a, there's a theme here apparently, um, <laughs> but, uh, really enjoyed that and really, really wanted to eventually kind of branch out and, um, do my own thing. Cause I, I loved working with veterans, but I also found that I really enjoyed working with women primarily, um, just because I saw a lot of the times, um, sometimes with the veterans, the the female veterans themselves, but also with military spouses that they sort of get stuck at this like level of their um, career where they just, there was like a missing ladder or excuse me, a missing rung on the career ladder for them. And they just couldn't seem to move up into management, whether it was because of their organization um, or it was a lot of times because of sort of mental roadblocks that they had to moving up to management. Well, that's
0: Um, the That's the thing. You know, they're in the military and a lot of times what they don't realize is so many of the skills that they're doing can translate into a career, but they don't know how to do that. And for for women, um, it's even harder, you know, look at the number of women in the military. It's still low right so how would anyone really understand a woman coming out of the military uh the guys have a hard enough time finding their own place so what is one of the first things that you would talk to them about yeah and and so i would i
1: both work with uh veterans female veterans and then also civilian females as well sure um civilian women as well but uh so one of the main things that I do is, is work on the resume because when a lot of people see their updated resume, it helps them to feel more confident. So the first thing that I do is we actually go through and look at their past positions and go through their responsibilities. And I just ask them very specific questions about, you know, oh, I see here that you mentioned that you worked with a team to do project X, right? Well, tell me what you did. And asking these questions, you kind of find out, oh, well, they weren't, just on a team, they were leading the team and they were actually managing the team and managing the project, <laughs> right? Um, and they just don't realize that they're doing these things. And again, it's not not just veterans, but also civilian um, women do this too. We just kind of, um, again, we have these like mental... Roadblocks against seeing ourselves sometimes as managers and sort of using that vocabulary saying, you know, yes, I've managed a project because maybe that wasn't a part of their specific job description when they took the job, but it ended up being what they did. Right. And well, again, especially with the military, because the job description, job description, right.
0: Totally different kind of well, uh, the, job, <laughs> the job description of a mom, the job, job description of, uh, you know, a woman running a household. Uh, a lot of people don't understand or don't realize that it's, it's an managerial, it's organizational, it's administrative, it's behavioral. I mean, it goes into so many. So how do you get them to actually realize their, you know, what they've done? Uh, Because so many, especially women don't accept that, uh, you know, because, 're supposed to rule the house we're supposed to take care of the children we're supposed to feed and cook and so on and so forth um, you know and, and that's talking about women who have a family you know we could go into single women coming out but let's hit on the ones who have a family and and um, have managed a household and don't realize that they have these skills how do you get them to actually realize it
1: yeah I think A big part of the realization, and I'm going to get there, I promise, is to to look at actually the job descriptions for positions that they're interested in, Okay, right? Because one of the first things that we as women tend to do is when we look at job descriptions, we read through it and we go, ah, I don't match up to 100% of this, so I'm not going to apply. Whereas men tend to be like, I match up to 50% of this. I'm a shoe-in and they apply, right? And so what we'll do is we'll go through the job description or I'll go through the job description um, with my female client and I'll ask them, you know, tell me, like, have you done this duty or responsibility, right? So let's say it's must be able to multitask, right? And I know that's a really, like, most people can multitask. Right. Um, but sometimes, sometimes people will be like, well, I don't know. I've never done that on a job. Right. Right. Um, but then if I ask them a little bit more, well, tell me, you know, do you ever do, you know, and we're bringing it back to women in the household, let's say, do you ever do laundry and watch your kids at the same time while you're also mentally making a list for groceries in your head? Right. Like, that's multitasking. Um, so really, kind of digging in and asking those questions line by line through the job description to help them realize, oh, I I have done that, right? And that's that's usually the first step. So that we go through the job description, I help them to identify the skills that they do have that they don't didn't just didn't realize that they had, and then we build out their resume right? By digging through their past positions, volunteer positions. That's another one. A lot of people forget to put on their resume because they think, oh, work experience. Well, I put professional experience on the resume instead as the header so that they can put those volunteer you know, positions in there and list that experience as well. Um, and then once we have that, a lot of times they see, yes, oh, I have this experience. It's in my, I see it in my resume. I see it worded in a way that I can then speak on in the interview. So that when the manager says, tell me about your experience multitasking in the interview, right, then they can actually verbalize, oh, well, I did X, Y, Z. You know, I, if, if we were talking about um, somebody, a, a woman, you know, at home who's a caregiver for her children, when I'm, you know, caring for my family, I do laundry, I do, right, and talking about that multitasking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so So that's usually kind of kind of A to Z, how how I kind of get them ready and again, build that confidence so that they feel ready to actually interview. Um, Because I think that's at least like 75% of rocking the interview is having that confidence in yourself.
0: Exactly. And that, that, as you said, is the most important thing. The most important thing is to be able to look in that mirror and say, I'm good enough. Um, In fact, I'm great. And as you mentioned before, men usually don't for the most part, do not have a problem with that. It's, it's the macho, I'm going, to, I'm going to go after this. I'm the best one for it. Whereas a lot of women will look in that mirror and go, well, wait a minute. Um, should I do this? Should I do that? Maybe, right. I, you know, what do I wear? What do I do? How do I Absolutely. answer? Oh, it's the old thing of, do I be aggressive? Do I really go for it? Absolutely. So, we tend to
1: err on the side of caution many times, you know. When oh when, yes, yeah, especially even so, you know, we're talking about applying for jobs. But one of the other things that I do is I also work with women to help them get a promotion, whether it's in their current organization or applying for that next level job. Um, and that's a big part of, of that as well is helping them build that confidence to actually apply for the promotion and see, oh, you know, I I do have that experience that this, my manager is asking for, um, and helping them to kind of get past that mental barrier of, oh I don't know if I'm ready, or I don't know if I have that experience when many
0: times they've already been doing that job just without the pay that's included with it. Exactly. And giving them the confidence to go and say, look, I've been here. I really, I've been doing that job. I can do it. I want it. Exactly. And again, uh, so many are lack the confidence to be able to go in. So mm-hmm. that's, that's great. Um, do women usually know what they want to do? I mean, if they've been in either the military or they've been home or um, how do you help them figure out what it is that, you know, it, it, you look at a job description, but you can only look at a job description if you have, some an kind idea. of yeah. idea of what you'd like to do. Yeah, that can honestly be the biggest challenge for
1: a lot of women, and really a lot of job she- job seekers in general. Yes, um, but yeah, absolutely. So one of the first things that I like to do is, of course, ask them, "Do you have an idea of what you want to do?" And if they're kind of like, "Ah, you know, I really, I'm not sure," then. I will look at what they've done previously. What's their, what are their skills? What's their education? What's their experience so far? Because I'm going to ask them questions based off of that. Specifically, what have you enjoyed doing at your last Mm -hmm. positions, right? Because let's say that you were in, um, that you were an uh, admit, uh, like a program assistant, right? And you really you had a lot of different um, duties, responsibilities, and tasks, but maybe part of your you know, duties was to manage social media just randomly. And you really liked that. And you haven't done it anywhere else and you don't have official training in it, right? Or any kind of certifications at this point, but you loved it. So maybe that's what we look at. So really asking like, when did you really enjoy your job? What tasks did you perform that you wrote that this went by so quickly? Because you were enjoying yourself when you did them, so sometimes that helps to really kind of get the juices flowing. Of like, oh, I really like I really like the X. I really enjoy doing this, and then we can really start from there and start looking at positions in that field or positions that have that task, you know, um, attached to them, um, and that kind of get, gives us a starting point at the very least.
0: Right, and you help people discover what they don't even realize they parse out that they're doing so many different things to figure out what is it that you like? What is it you don't like? Right. Yes. Because again, that's- a big question, yes. Right, absolutely. Okay, so I wanna go back to uh, this one I love, cut the bullshit, land the job. <laughs> I tell and you what, Amazon does
1: not love that because I can't advertise it. <laughs> it doesn't like <love> the, <laughs> the curse word, take it.
0: But anyway, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so you're, you're putting it right there. Exactly. What do you see people coming up against uh, that you call it that? Cut it out. Stop this nonsense. Land the job. What is that biggest barrier that they're putting in front of themselves? For, for this
1: book, um, I really it was more of a focus on. Peop- people tend to get stuck in a specific in different specific points in the job search, mm-hmm. right? And in, or and I call it the job search, but that's A to Z. That's the job search. That's the application. That's the resume. Sure. That's the interview, blah, 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 right? Um, but everybody gets stuck at a different point, but I think people don't realize what point they're getting stuck at, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, so of course. Yeah, and so that's one of the reasons this book, the, the way it's broken down is I have at the very beginning sort of a... a um, a what's the word i'm looking for like a a, a tree of basically a decision tree haha ha, uh-huh, roots are hard i'm totally a writer guys um but uh, a decision tree of basically first one is i find jobs easily okay yes roll on to the next thing i have no issues applying okay yes roll on to the next thing okay i have a great resume that gets me interviews no i haven't been getting an into interview, inter, any interviews okay then we need to work on your resume so one of the things that i like to cut out is people having to start at the very beginning every single time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, if, yeah. And so I, I, I don't want them to have to read this entire book. I want them to be able to jump to whatever point where they need help at. Right. Um, so if they are, let's say getting the interview and then not getting the job, then they need to work on their interview prep skills, right. Or their interview skills. Um, so that's why I have it broken down that way. So really what I'm cutting out is them being lost in what they need to work on.
0: Well, you're, showing them where they're lost, um, and that's the whole I- idea of it, instead of them reading things that, well, this doesn't really have to do with me, and, and then as they're stuck in landing the job, they'll be stuck in getting through the book and not get to the part that is appropriate for them, that is, is really something that they should be reading and learning about. Right. Exactly. Right. And they won't get to the part that they need. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's really what
1: I tried to do was cut that out. And then the other thing that I cut out honestly is, is truly the bullshit. Like I'm not here to be fluffy and flowery. Um, don't worry. I'm not a, I'm not a hard ass since apparently we can curse on here. So, um, I'm, I'm not a hard ass. I, you know, I, I I'm here to help. I'm here to assist in any way that I can, but I'm also not here to make huddle. it flowery. I don't want to blow yeah. smoke up anybody's butts. Huddle. Right. Like that's not helpful at all. Like my goal is for my client to get the job and not only get the job, but actually get the job and get the salary that they want. Right. And be happy in that job. They say that's uh, yes. Yes. And be happy in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, have definitely had clients come to me and they're like, well, I'm going after this and we, we help them. I help them. I work with them. I maybe make some suggestions here and there. If they're kind of like, no, this is definitely the job. These are the jobs that I want. And then listening to their comments, sometimes, you know, they'll, they don't seem happy in the jobs that they're going for, but they're still going after those jobs. So I will usually tell them, Hey, look, you don't sound very happy about when you talk about, you know, your past experience in performing these duties and tasks and responsibilities that go along with this job. Why are you applying? to the same type of job, you know, let's, maybe we should explore other options, right? Like I, again, yes, I'm here to help them. And if they say, no, I definitely want this job. We'll go for those jobs. But I also want to be straight with my clients um, and, and cut the bullshit, right? Because if they get the job and they're not happy, well, then they're going to come back to me and be like, well, this isn't the job for me. Right. I don't (laughs) want that to
0: happen. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's it's not a great thing. Yeah. So the other one you wrote, should you work from home? Now we Mm -hmm. just, um we're just coming out of a pandemic that has devastated so many Mm -hmm. and it's devastated uh jobs yes it's uh absolutely yes people are some are working from home Um, But working from home has its disadvantages um, as well as its advantages. And a lot of people have learned now that they do want to work from home. Mm -hmm. But it's a balancing act, really, uh, because it's very easy to fall into well, I'll roll out of bed. I won't do anything other than I'll turn my computer on, and, and if there's a Zoom, I'll, we know what's been happening. To some people, evidently, there was a woman who wore the same blouse for 264 Zoom meetings, and nobody noticed. That's the best. I am <laughs> impressed. Kudos to her. <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> but what? Do you, I mean, I know this book was put out in in, in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, just a few months ago. We weren't totally out of the pandemic yet. I mean, we still have a ways to go. What do you say to people who all of a sudden found themselves working from home and kind of like it, but they don't know really how to how to enjoy it? I, I think everybody's a little bit different in
1: what workspace works best for them, right? Some people really thrive in an office environment, okay. right? So if somebody is not happy working from home, then they might consider looking around. I mean, I, most offices are starting to slowly go back to, to the office space right now, or most jobs are starting to go back to the office space now. Um, so it's, it's possible that they could be going back to the office soon anyway. Um, but I would say if they don't enjoy working from home, then they should look around for something that allows them to be in the office. Quite frankly, Um, some folks um, are better at being organized and sort of self starters and folks who are organized and self starters tend to do better at working from home because they can, you know, stay on task without having that, that task manager, that their supervisor, you know, staying on them all the time. Um, And so Folks who are really good at that, at organization, at um, you know, staying self-motivated, at staying you know on top of their their duties and their projects, um, they tend to do the best, and they tend to be happier working from home. Um, also, introverts tend to be happier working from home. That's actually sure. my next book is the Introverted Job Seeker, and part of that is talking about. Would you be happier as an introvert working from home or working in an office? I know personally, I'm even though I appear to be an extrovert, I'm actually an introvert, which just means I recharge by being by myself, by having my downtime, um, and so I thrive on a work from home position. Um, however, in my last position, you know, in my less traditional position, I had um, an office, and then I switched to working from home, and at first, I was very nervous about it. I was very concerned that I'd never worked from home before, you know, I've never not had my coworkers there to sure. kind of like chat with occasionally. Um and it ended up being really great for me because I got more work done working from home because I didn't have people interrupting me. Um but but some of my coworkers really struggled when they switched to work from home because they they needed, you know, that energy from other people. They needed that co-working space so that they could step away and kind of reset by chatting with others and then coming back to their task. So I would say work from home is not necessarily for everybody not everybody will be happy in a work from home environment, to be honest. Um, So my um, goal with the book was not to convince people to work from home. It was more to help them identify, would they really be happy doing that or not? And of course, with the pandemic, like you said, A lot of people ended up working from home who never would have imagined that they could have or that their organization would let them. So a lot of people had the opportunity to see, you know, does this work for me or not? Am I happy doing this or not?
0: So what I want to ask you right now is with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, have you found, I know a lot of people uh, wound up losing their jobs because... uh, their, their businesses could not stay in business or they had to uh, at first furlough and then had to actually let go. How do you see these people getting back into the, the uh, job market? And is the market out there, are there jobs? I mean, how do they go about, because it's gotta be devastating in so many ways, uh, to have lost your job, not for anything that you did, but because of something that could not be stopped. Absolutely. Totally out of their
1: hands. Yeah. And so because it was out of their hands, employers that they're, they're potentially applying for, you know, with now understand that right? Because everybody went through the pandemic. Um, But one of the things that I had noticed through the pandemic was folks who were furloughed, they started to then either take opportunities to um, skill up, right? And start taking um, courses online, do certifications, one-off college credit courses to basically level up. Um, in their specific career area. Um, so that was really a helpful thing for them to have done. And that helped them to prepare for applying to those next positions. Um, honestly, for those who have not had had another job opportunity, let's say they were furloughed or laid off, um, or just were let go completely um, from their employer during the pandemic four or five months ago, or six or seven months ago, or heck, a year ago, and if they haven't worked since then, then one of the things i that I would recommend is you you can't really, you can't really fill that gap on your resume if you haven't done anything since then, right? Um, Now you could say if you have volunteered or something along those lines, but where would you volunteer at during a pandemic, right? A little tricky. Um, So, right, like, what do you fill it with? Um, If if they, like I talked about, if they have that um, opportunity to have taken certifications or anything like that, I definitely throw that on the resume because that's very helpful to kind of, it can't fill the employment gap. But if you show that on that certification on your resume and put the date that you completed it, that can help a little bit with employers that you're applying with. But quite frankly, I would talk about that in a, in a cover letter. Um, a lot of people are anti-cover letter. Um, meh, cover letter, they're as useful as you make them, I think. Um, I always recommend if you have the opportunity to include a cover letter, include one. And this is especially a case where it can be really useful. And you can say in a cover letter, I really loved my last position. I learned X, Y, Z at it. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, I was re- released from my position along with 30 other people, right? So they weren't the only ones. Right. I feel like most employers hopefully all employers, right, um, understand that people were let go um, and that it was very, it was a very tough time to find employment in certain uh, careers during the pandemic. Um, and so I think really using that um, cover letter to explain can really help them to kind of get at least to the interview where they can explain further. If well,
0: needed. another thing that's been said is that people actually took a step back and... Um, figured out or tried to figure out what they really wanted to do. Absolutely. It gave them uh, they didn't ask for it, uh, but it kind of uh, gave them the opportunity or they took the opportunity, the time to actually figure out the fact that they could not stand what they were doing for the yes. last 15 or so years. Yeah, And let's see what else there is out there.
1: Yeah. It's really easy to get into that grind of going to work every day. You do your tasks every day. You do the same thing over and over, and then you plod home, right? And then you do it all again the next day. And it's very easy to get into that grind and kind of forget that Maybe you wanted something else. That maybe something, or not even realize that maybe something else would make you happy because this is just how life is, right? That's how it feels when you're doing a job like that over and over. And a lot of, for a lot of people, when they were furloughed, when they lost their positions in the pandemic, you're right. It, initially, it was I'm sure it was very much a, holy, oh my god, what am I going to do? And then a lot of them realized that. Oh, that this is their opportunity to maybe look at something else, right? Like I said, maybe some of them started to level up their skills, whether taking certs, certifications, or going back to school online, um, or just start looking around for other opportunities that they could apply their current skills to. Um, And a a lot of people started their own businesses, right? Their own small businesses. Yeah. Yeah, And that way they can pursue their own career. A lot of people started podcasting, right? Uh, Which is always fun. Um, And, I do think, I, I, honestly, as awful as the pandemic has clearly been, right, um, it gave some people the opportunity to step back and kind of realize that they weren't happy in their their past lives, if you were. They weren't happy in their their previous positions. And only having that break to sort of take a breath right? Um, Being let go from their jobs gave them that opportunity to sort of take a breath and kind of pop their head above the water and see, oh, I'm really unhappy at this position. Well, maybe I should look around for something else. And because they had to, right, then they had the opportunity to see, well, what would they actually enjoy?
0: And take the time to, to give themselves a little bit of a breather in what they were doing before. It's all been a very frightening time, Um, And for so many, it is jumping back into uh, the office or into the job market. And I know that you you work with a variety of people. um, For women who could not go to work because they had no childcare, and childcare is just getting back, do you see more people coming to you looking for... um, for work? Maybe I, I did have an uptick, um,
1: more recently in clients in the past, let's say two or three months, okay. um, um, specifically of women who were kind of in that same boat of, they either were let go from their positions or their positions slowed down. Right. So they had less work to do and it gave them an opportunity to kind of step back, um, and take time to be with their kids and take time, um, to figure out what they wanted to do. And so I have started to get Uh, more women coming to me um, looking to really for career coaching to help them determine what to do next. And then also to help them update their resume so that they can uh, start applying for those next positions with the childcare. That's, that's definitely, like you said, that's definitely, that's trickier right now, just because it's it's starting to come back. Um, You know, whereas before before the pandemic, there were, there were organizations, and you can look around for like local organizations that would actually provide childcare so that you could interview. Even if it was just like an hour or two, there are a lot of local organizations that do that. Like um, some, some YMCAs do that, uh, but not all. But uh, that was something that went away in the pandemic too, obviously. So hopefully those kind of services will also start coming back so that women will have more opportunity to be able to go to their interview and not have to pay for child care while they're trying to do that. Um, and then obviously be able to do the job when, um,
0: so that they can put their children in childcare so they can do the job. So, well, so you're helping... Other people, um, a lot of women get back into the workforce, find something better, and so on, and start the either working from home or, or figuring out what it is they want to do. Um, on your downtime, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I, I apparently I like to torture myself
1: because I also write fiction. Um, so I really enjoy, I actually just, I'm going to be debuting my first contemporary romance, contemporary steamy romance, um, under the uh, pen name Penny May. Um, and then I already write, I have three urban fantasy books in a series, um, under JJ Russell as a pen name. So apparently I just, I really like to torture myself and give myself homework of writing. Um, so I do that. And then I also farm, my husband and I have a very, very small farm in Maine, um, where we grow like lettuce and tomatoes and just kind of sell them locally
0: fantastic so where yeah. can people learn more about you yeah so for my career coaching services
1: i'm at evergrowthcoach.com and then for any of my books you can visit jjrussellwrites.com to check it out and then i'm on tiktok as well at uh, author jj russell
0: this has been great jennifer thank you so much for uh joining me here today yeah thanks for having me on thank you for joining me today if you liked what you heard Please share it with another person you think would be interested. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. Join me next week when I talk to another extraordinary, inspiring woman. This has been a Life of Prey production.